Okay, you need to roll down your window and cooperate with our instructions, okay? Am I under arrest? No, you're not, but you're not free to leave. You are going to be under arrest. Are you, are you serving a warrant? No, you need to roll down your window. Okay, you don't have the option, man. That's the bottom line. So, you are going to go to jail irregardless. Yeah. Just roll down the window. You're making it a whole lot worse than it needs to be. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And we're back. It's another Wednesday night, and the weather's kind of on and off and menopausal, and I don't know what the fuck's happening. So, but I was, the listeners giving me shit already for the bumper music? Really? What? What is happening? Uh, so, and uh, my listeners, let's uh, let's thank the listeners before we get into any more of the program. Uh, right away, uh, listening through Mixler, we have four listeners. We have uh, Brendan, Karen, Paul, and one elsewhere. And that number usually goes up <laughs> because it really can't get much lower. Um, so <laughs> that's the first thing. And we have a couple listeners through my website, markscalia.com. And the, if you do want to be participant and you do want to be a participant uh, in the chat, you can uh, just click the box you're listening through, through markscalia.com, and it will send you to our broadcasting site, Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and then you sign on using a Facebook uh, sign-in or an email, something like that, and you can be part. You can just chat. You can live chat. You can insult me, uh, which most of the time everybody does, <laughs> and they tend to in- inflict damage on each other, which is... Weird. It's like just putting two foreign ants in the same bucket, and they'll just attack each other for no apparent reason. Oh, and my sister is there as well. Yes, you're known as user 1655152. You must be listening through your iPad. And again, another reason I hate Apple. But anyway, let's kick it off right with a happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the when? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And the Happening Now monologue is uh, is just the segment where I get to kind of vent a little bit, get you up to speed on everything that's been going on on our, on our week apart from each other. Uh, first and foremost, I do want to say this. I had a show up in Hart's Turkey Farm Saturday. Uh, it's the show that never was. <laughs> they had two people. And we had to cancel it, which was fucking terrible because it was two hours up there. And I felt bad, and the agent felt bad, and everybody felt bad. But, you know, that's the nature of the beast sometimes. However, I did have a great Sunday. Uh, I did background work on Central Intelligence, which is Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart's movie 
Um, and I got to see Kevin Hart and and uh, uh, The Rock. Um, and it was a big scene. I think it's close to the end of the movie, but they wrapped it, so now I can say what movie I was on. And we're just doing background, nothing glamorous, nothing glorious. Um, I'm not related. You, <laughs> nobody's related. I, we are not relations. <laughs> um, uh, we are not relations. Uh, so, oh no, Brendan said, "Am I the only non-relative listening?" Yes, you are. You are. But no, there's uh, there's other people listening. And uh, if you're listening to this in the future. Uh, that means you downloaded it through iTunes, and uh, thank you for listening to that. And be sure to check out some of the older shows, which are now podcasts, but we don't do podcasts. We do live productions. That's what we're doing, because this is live. I'm just being Wednesday nights. That's what it is. Um, so uh, Sunday was nice. Sunday was fun. And then Monday, I drove another three hours, three and a half hours, actually, up to um, Stovermont, and uh, did, a, did a fantastic show there with Matt Barry, a previous guest of the show. Uh, just it had a phenomenal time. It was packed out. It was just amazing. It was great. I was selling T-shirts. It was awesome. So it had a very good comedy weekend. Um, on good news, more good news, uh, Karen's cat is getting better, which, again, I was ready to buy the shovel at Home Depot, and now he's fucking fine. He's jumping around. He's eating food. Uh, he actually jumped on the bed. You would have thought, you know, he got an Oscar because Karen's like, oh, my God, he jumped on the bed. The fucking cat is supposed to jump. Anyway, so cat's getting better. He's eating my lunch. He better not be eating my fucking lunch. He's not eating my lunch. I don't have lunch in that fridge. Um, and as far as that goes, uh, Karen's getting busier. Well, Salem Food Tours is really... Uh, really picking up, and and if you get a chance, we're going to do a promo later on. You can hear that, and if you haven't done that tour, you definitely have to. It's uh, it's fun. Oh, that's just lovely. Yes. Um, and here's the thing I want to talk about real quick. Um, I had a yard sale. Well, I my fr- uh, our ex neighbors now moved across town, so they're uh, they had a big yard sale, and I bring all my stuff over, and I did a yard sale. And first thing, I'm selling stuff. It's not a big deal. But I always somebody always steals something at a yard sale. And it's, it wasn't a big deal. It was just like this little funky little bracelet. And it's the only thing I know I didn't sell. Um, and somebody stole it. I'm like, there's a special place in hell for people who steal shit at a fucking yard sale. Um, but that isn't even the best part. The best part is two weeks later, somebody's having these yard sales all around my house. And what do I do? I go to a fucking yard sale and buy stuff fucking <laughs> but i did however buy a computer projector and it is sweet i bought it for 15 bucks marked down from 20 because i'm i'm a big shopper so there we go um what else is going on oh i've been going to the beach every day i love going to the beach every day it's just so fun i got my own ritual i got my whole ritual i don't never have to go to the gym again i just go to the beach every day i gotta live near the water that's my whole thing i don't even care if it's a lake at this point but I love the beach. And if you get a chance to go to the beach and if there's nobody there, like I go at like seven o'clock in the morning, I'm up at like six and I just, I just throw some shoes on and I go. Sometimes I get a cup of coffee and I just walk the beach and it's just, it zends me out. And then the fucking kids show up and I want to kill everybody. So that's a different story. (laughs) Uh, And speaking of want to kill somebody, what the fuck's up with Bill Cosby? (laughs) I know it's kind of old news at this point, but you know, they, they, I don't fucking get it. You know, everybody's like, Bill Cosby raped me. I'm like, first of all, first of all, uh, how did you get forced to drink something? 
that's just fuck, fuck me. And then it's built. You know, if you take the jello and then you do it with the boop, boop, boop. That's the conversation. <laughs> what was the con- Oh no, I remember Paul. We had this conversation years ago, uh, where somebody, somebody like the Three Stooges getting laid, and it's the dumbest story I ever. T- I said somebody fucked Shemp at some point. Somebody had sex with Shemp. <laughs> somebody had sex with Shemp. Oh, yes. See you broad. Get that booty up. Lay him down. Smack him. Yak him. Cole got to be. That's it. Um, so that's the way. And then uh, speaking of fucking weird people in the news, just for no apparent reason, Donald Trump. You can't do that. What's going on? He's fucking lost his shit. The whole world has lost their shit. I just, I can't even watch the news anymore. I did not watch the news tonight. I don't know this. Did you know Pluto has a moon? And by the way, it's a fucking planet again, motherfuckers. Pluto is a planet. Welcome to the block. And I didn't know this. Pluto was only discovered 85 years ago. How fucked up is that? 85 years ago. Like 19, uh, let's say it would have been like 1920s, 1927. God hates Pluto. <laughs> I hate Pluto. I don't know why Pluto doesn't get to wear uh, pants or clothing, but Goofy does. And it's just fucked up. Anyway, and, you know, people doing all the mimes. There's the funniest one about the mime. They showed a, a picture of Pluto, and it said, so you said you didn't like me like five years ago, and now you drive by my house. <laughs> it's like a totally fucking stalker thing. It is so fucking funny. Oh, and I got to laugh. I got to laugh today. I got to laugh uh, for a very good reason. Um, a very good friend of mine today, uh, he was very sick, uh, and a very good friend, a very good comic and a very good person, uh, comedian Bob Seibel actually passed today. Uh, he was, uh, 70, I want to say 74, 75. Um, he's been, he was doing comedy for God, probably close to 35 years. Um, probably close to almost even, I think they just celebrated his 35th year. So uh, he's a good man. He's a funny man. He was a good friend. And I wrote this uh, on this post. I said, uh, uh, good friend, funny man, and a great man who left us with fond memories and tons of laughs. You will be missed. Every time I feel like things are tough, I will remind myself of your boundless energy and love for life. Keep him laughing in heaven. Uh, and Bob was that guy. Like, Bob was always up. He was always on. And I don't. I don't, I never understood it. And, uh, you know, Paul's met him. Karen's met him. Um, I don't know if Brendan, Brendan, you might've seen him in a comedy show. Um, and anyone else, uh, listening to my website, um, Bob Sabell was just an amazing comic. And if you do the rough math doing comedy for 35 years, you know, roughly he does, uh, you know, a show on the weekends. So just give him Friday and Saturday night. That's a hundred shows a year probably close to say say double that say 200 shows a year for 35 years is 7000 shows now that's 7000 show is that the right math you know let me <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> fucking i'm getting away with this 35 times 200 
is 7,000. Now, 7,000 shows in your career, just even low ballpark it. Figure there's 100 people at each show. That's 700,000 people. And if you round an error into it, because I'm estimating very low, he probably entertained over a million people in his comedy career. A million. Over a million people. And never had a bad show. Um, a couple of comics posted that he uh, he had done a show uh, with a newer comic, and he said there were 20 people at the show, and Bob did not flinch. He did it like there were 2,000. And that's who he was. Just a fantastic, uh, fantastic guy, fantastic comic. He's going to be very much missed. A, a huge loss, not only to the Boston comedy scene, uh, but to you know the world in general. It's just, just, and I, and I hate to make it sound like you know he was that, but he was that. He was an amazing, amazing person. Um, never stopped helping people. Uh, you know, votes of encouragement. I mean, him and I did a show. Um, I'd say maybe actually just maybe a year ago um and he he was the the demographics was slightly off so the agent said to bob why don't you go first and have mark close and he was worried about that because you know bob's headliner and all that stuff and i'm a headliner but he didn't know how bob would take it and i said bob's not going to give a shit because bob knows me and he knows it's just what's for the club so Bob opened, and he did uh, about 35 minutes and really just ultimately just did a fantastic job. I went up, and because he set me up so well, I had one of the best sets I've ever had. And he called me that night and left this voicemail on my machine. Scalia, Sonival, one description of your performance. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. That sucker should have been on a DVD. Fucking brilliant. Ciao. And that's who Bob was. He didn't have to do that. He just did it all the time. And uh, before we go to our next break, uh, and I, I want to play a little of this. It's a little longer. This is going to be a little bit longer of an opening. And I hate to bring everybody down. But, you know, this is it's very important to me. And Bob Seibel, one of the funniest guys I've ever worked with in my entire life. Here's a little bit of a snippet. Just a minute and 40 from him. Here you go. Bob Seibel, everybody. I look at these young people. A few people not too young either. But <laughs> I look at the majority of the young kids in that band. I go, my God, where did my life go? I just turned 70 years old. I'm 70. Don't look at me with that sad Woo! face. I'm at the age where you can die of natural causes. <laughs> When I was your age, 20, 25 years old, and a guy 70 died, I'd go bury him. <laughs> he had a full life. He's lucky he lived that long. Now I'm 70 and a guy 80 dies. I go, what happened to him? He was just a kid. Am I right? I'm telling you right now, I know that pretty soon I'll be that old guy driving on the highway. Am I right? You've seen them. You've seen those old guys on the highway wearing those glasses. You get behind them on the highway, and this is all you see. Who the hell is driving? There were no eyes near the windshield. I blew the horn. I figured the old guy would let me pass. He was doing 6.5 in the 65-mile-an-hour zone because of the glaucoma. He thought there was a decimal point. I blew the horn. Senior citizen road rage. He put his window down and gave me the finger. But, but he had arthritis. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
That was Bob Seibel. And uh, if you ever get a chance to go to Google and just uh, YouTube and just Google his name, Bob Seibel, S-E-I-B-E-L, and you will see some of the funniest stand-up. Um, that whole bit, he puts the, you know, the welding glasses on and he sits in the chair and his hands go way up, like over his shoulder. So all you see is like the top of his head, top of his head and hands. Uh, and then when he does the finger, his hand is all curled and gnarled. It's it's one of the funniest bits. So um, he's going to be missed. And he was a good guy, fantastic human being. And uh, we will miss his light and his energy. So now that everything is, uh, that's off my chest and I've got some listeners, let's have a little fun. What do you say? Let's play a game that I've never played with my listening audience. How about, how do you take direction? How do you take direction? Yes, this is a game where I play you a clip of a film. You have to guess the film and uh, the director. Excuse me, that was the cough button. <coughs> I'm getting, I have to drink some water. I got choked up on that last bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got, I did. I got choked up on that. I miss him. I miss him already. Um, so how do you take directions? This is a scene. <clears throat> this is where I play a clip from a movie and you have to actually guess the movie and the director, mostly the director. I may give you some hints toward the movie, but if you get it right, you get a really cool sound bite. And if you get a wrong one, well, I got a new one today for the incorrect sound. So there are four of my listeners that are capable of playing the game. And if you're listening through my website, you can, you can click on, uh, and then you can give it a shot, but here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the first one. First one's very long, 46 seconds. Here we go. What's the matter with your little playmate? He looks brokenhearted. I bet when he heard Gutman's story, he thought he had me. And if you know it, click it in. Well, should we be getting down to the hall? (laughs) Sounds like the intro for the turkey tremors. (laughs) Harry, what is it? What is this? Famous quote. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Huh? Oh, that's it right there. How come you don't know that? How, how do you not know that one? The stuff that dreams are made out of. Maltese Falcon. Paul, wait a minute. Paul, get it right? Yes. Yes, Paul, get it right. Paul, here you go. I am a director. <laughs> yes, I am a director. <laughs> Citizen Kane, Orton Wells, uh, close though. Um, in that same time for John Houston, Paul got it right again. I am a director. Bing bang, goddamn boom. Here's the second one. This one's uh, very easy. Only 22 seconds though. You'll get it. What the hell is that? Are we gonna get it? Like, oh, I can't go from this decision. No, it's not. It's tearing your skull. I know. It's not coming off without tearing his face off with it. We'll have to take a look at it inside. Oh, Alien by Ridley Scott. No. No. Ridley Scott did not do the original Aliens. I don't think. Hold on. My information may be flowed. It may be fluid. Hold on. Google is acting a little weird. Let's see. I don't think so, buddy. I don't know. 
Yes, it was uh, edited, budgeted. Yes, it was correct. Brendan got it right. Alien James Cameron. James Cameron. I am a director. Yes, then I said it was James Cameron. All of a sudden I went, is it Ridley Scott? I don't know. <laughs> no, Ridley Scott did um, a bunch of different things. Um, uh, did Ridley do the new? He did the new one. He did the new one. He did Prometheus, I think. So he's kind of off his rocker. And of course, the last one, 52 seconds worth. And you you got Warcraft? What? What? Phyllis, are you on crack at this moment? What is fucking Warcraft? <laughs> 52 seconds. First person to get this in under 15. Here we go. I'm standing here. You make the move. <laughs> you make the move. It's your move. I'm trying you. You talking to me? You talking to me? Whoa, Phyllis, but who did it? Who directed you it? You talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking to? Talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Oh. Oh, yeah? <laughs> huh? Okay. Huh? That's like the longest piece. It's like almost a minute of him just going, you talking to me? Uh, Phyllis, you got the movie right, but then everybody beat you on who actually said it. You missed the rules. Yes. It's Taxi Driver by Martin Scorsese. Uh, so I'll give, you know some. I'll give everybody this. I am a director. And just because I want to, nobody got it actually wrong except Karen who didn't play at all. So Karen gets all this for all that. I couldn't direct the scene. I broke down in tears. <laughs> there we go. And by the way, no, no, I did. I did. I did. That's, um, James Cameron did uh, Aliens, not Ridley Scott. I'm telling you, I think so. Let, I, it's I just checked it on IMDb. Aliens film written by written and directed by James Cameron. Director James Cameron. Alien and James Cameron. Bet me money. It's right here. I'm looking at it. It's the fucking internet, dude. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. It's all over the fucking place. You want me to IMDB this bitch? Oh, hold on. Now I now it's like I am DP. I am a douchebag. Here we go. James Cameron. Writer of aliens. Right. Oh, he's fucking Canadian. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's right, buddy. I'm Canadian. I do alien movies. Um, he did aliens as well. No, he did aliens. But who did Alien? So let me... Oh, now you got me fucking thinking about it. 1979. Alien, 1979. Let's see. Let's see. Director Ridley Scott. Oh, you know something? You're right, Paul. Motherfucker. Oh, because he... Oh, no, wait a minute. I was right. No, you were right. We were both right. <laughs> Aliens. Aliens was Cameron. Alien was Ridley Scott, and the game's all fucking over. So who the fuck cares, really? <laughs> really, I'm gonna shut Chrome before I get a Google Hangout phone call all of a sudden. 
Anyway, we're taking way too long, and I got to get to my guests because that's what we got to do. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back with a very funny guest. The Arabic Weather Report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are all enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road <laughs> because it's too warm. But really be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic Weather Report. Hi, this is Mike Atrobus, and you are listening to Radio Irregular. Irregard, I don't know. Irregardless, there it is, with Mark Scalia. Scalia? Is it Scalia? Is it Scalia? Who the hell knows? Yeah, I don't even know why I'm on here. I obviously have nothing better to do, but you know what? Mark's a good guy, so screw it. Listen, you might have a good time. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And there's so many more things happening, but we got to get to our guest. Joining me via Skype is the very funny Paul Landwehr, everybody. There he is. The audience is going flipping out over you, Paul. They love you. There you go. Yeah. And they're, they're swelling. Watch. They're swelling. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that shit. Paul Landwehr, and the pronunciation of your name is correct, but the spelling is L-A-N-D-W-E-H-R. Now, what, before I even get into any of the other stuff, my uh, my question has always been, what is the origin of your name? Is it German? It's, it is German. I do know that. But you, <laughs> <laughs> you just... I know it's German... Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's German. You know, I, it's that's that's what it is. Uh, I'm a whole bunch of things. You know, I'm I'm Irish, German, French. Oh, I'm, you're I'm, the mixed. I got the mix going oh, on. Oh, so your family fucked everybody. That's how that works. So. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my a lot of inbreeding in my side, but that's fine. Let's let them go there. You, you turned out pretty well. Um, really? You hitting on me on the on my own fucking show? Is that what's happening? Oh, yeah, you've got Ruda. Come on, Rula. <laughs> Rula, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, Rula. Is yeah. she listening? She's, she's mostly Greek. No, she's downstairs. She's she's doing her own thing right now. You know, I, I told her this is just for people in showbiz. That's why I said this is between me and the people in showbiz, you know? So and and fans for all the fans. Too. Really? You could have let no, her. I didn't say no, I didn't say that. She just doesn't want to be around me right now. <laughs> I just, I honestly, I told her, you know what? I, I, I get all stressed out about stuff like this. I, you know, I, I wanted to make, this is my first day with Skype. I messaged you about a thousand times today. I thought you were going to cancel me. I messaged you so much. And I downloaded Skype for the first time. Didn't know how it worked. I was hoping it was going to work. And then, um, you know, worried about the phone was going to die, you know? So I was like, all right, call me on the computer. And then when Rula came home, I just said, can I just do this alone? And so, you know. That's <laughs> just how it went. Uh, and Paul, I gotta say this: um, you, you're a super funny guy, and it's Paul Landwehr, everybody. And by the way, if you want to check him out, because uh, you can listen and peruse the internet at the same time, his website is Paul Landwehr, and it's L, it's P A U L L A N D W E H R. <laughs> what did I say? 
it, what's funny is now that you read it back to me, that it's the worst name for a website to date. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no one's gonna find it ever. Like, there's just too. It's too weird. No, it's, it's not just... because you have a very unique name, and that stands out. Okay, good. Yeah, all right, I'll take that. Except what your your website should have been your, not your actual name. It should say Paul Ware W A T R E. Yeah. That would yeah, work. You know what you do? True. Buy the other one. Buy the other one. Can, Get the other one going? Yeah, let me see if that's available. Let's see. Uh, www.paulandwhere.com. It's not available. Oh, did I? Oh, no, it's pale. I fucking mistyped. I'm wasting time, <laughs> but we'll get to it. Oh, no, wait a minute. Paul. Yeah, Paul Land Where. You know what's funny? When I type in Paul Land Where, it says, did you mean Paul Land Where? Does it really? <laughs> it does. At least it oh, does for yeah. me. See, the thing about Google is Google watches all your individual uh, analytics. So yep. when I type stuff in for the internet, it's a different search than if you do. Yeah, definitely. I know what you're saying. Like my internet is different than yours. It'll tell me to go to places where it thinks I want to go because it thinks it knows better. As soon as I type the letter M, I get MMA stuff all day. <laughs> I love I love mixed martial arts. I get it all day. That that's what I get. I put in an M on Google search. I get mixed martial arts fighting, and that's <laughs> that's what I get. Well, did you see the movie Ted Two? I did, yeah, me, it's, yeah, me and Rula saw it, saw Ted too. And the the funniest thing he goes, he goes, "What's in your phone?" He goes, "He goes, you're two searches away from big black cocks." He goes, "What?" Yeah. He goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "Watch." Yeah, types. that was good. And he they typed, played it up. Yeah, and they he played it up throughout the movie. Yeah, too. It was they like a running song. gag. It was hysterical. And you know what was great about that movie too? Like I've heard some people criticize it. I had a lot of fun with it. I think following up the first one's very hard, but I thought the second one was so good, especially when they did the. Um, uh, that song, uh, you know, uh, by Neil Diamond, ba ba ba. Yeah, and 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 Ted comes out. <laughs> yep. You know, don't it, ruin it for everybody. It. Don't ruin it. <laughs> no, I won't ruin it. So funny. It is. Oh I thought I I really thought the uh, the sequel is funnier than the original. Okay. Uh, yeah. I loved I loved the inside jokes. Yeah. Do you know who played? Um. You, well, you know the guy uh, who plays uh, Joe, the voice, the guy who does Joe. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, who is uh in Steinfeld, Elaine's boyfriend, the car yeah. guy. Um, you, he's a neighbor. He so he got a recurring role in the second movie, and you know he's oh, gay, but he's God. like, hey, I'm gay. You know, it's just a, yeah. And his first boyfriend was Ryan Reynolds in the first movie, yeah. and Ryan didn't get a line, and he didn't get credited in the film, which is ridiculous. Yeah. The second one, um, do you know whose boyfriend is? Did no. you did you recognize his boyfriend, the black guy? Oh yeah, I recognize him. Yeah, now that you're saying it, I don't. I don't. What's he? What's he from though? Help me out. It's Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn. Well, you're out of the demographics, but it's Michael Dorn played Worf in Star Trek: Next Generation. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't have known that. It's I did look. He looked super familiar, and I can picture him as as that character right now. See, I didn't get it until they went to the the Comic Con scene. Mm-hmm. And then he's dressed up. Then I got it. I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking hysterical. So there were some jokes in there for, for a lot of. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, oh my God. The whole thing was inside references. That's good. I love that. You know, because that that takes some good skill, too, you know, to do that. You know, yeah, like that. it actually I mean, it was written much better than the first one. 
Um, and it was executed much better than the first one. And well, see, <laughs> the, I love the. Oops, sorry, sorry. The, no, no, no. The stormtrooper thing at the end. Don't tell everybody. But the stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> the thing. Remember the stormtrooper? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's one of the funniest fucking scenes. <laughs> uh, anyway, my uh, my listen. I got to type this. My I don't know if you're listening. You're looking uh, at through uh, Mixler.com, but my oh, uh, look at the Skype. I'm looking at your picture at Re- Radio Irregardless. That's oh, all I'm staring at right now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no wonder you were hitting on me earlier. Um, <laughs> but my uh, my listeners, uh, Karen, my wife, typed in Paul Landwehr correctly, and then uh, a couple people typed in. I type in Cosby, and I get Drugstore.com. <laughs> I type in Camilla and brings up denial.com. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Paul, uh, we're having a really good time. And my show is going longer tonight, and I don't I don't care because I'm I'm having a good time. Um you are one of the funniest guys uh in Boston coming up and you're getting a lot of heat on you now, which is fantastic. Um and we met what like a year ago. How long have you been doing uh stand up by the way? I just hit three years. Oh my god, you so fucking nut. good for you! And you got a lot. You you were featured. What is that? New New Hampshire had a version of Chronicle. Uh, Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah, yeah. New Hampshire's uh, New Hampshire's my uh, state. You know they they support me a lot. I have uh, I was on New Hampshire Chronicle, and yeah, that was that was really cool. I I didn't even know about stand up comedy um, in, until I had a short shift at Macy's at the time. It was it was literally. A three-hour shift at Macy's. I saw New Hampshire Chronicle. Uh, I was on a slow night, and they had advertisements for for stand-up comedy classes. I didn't even know what open mics were. And uh, if I hadn't seen that episode, I, I never would have even began this whole thing. Really? That's that's so weird. <laughs> and the world would have been denied your funny, <laughs> right? Yeah, or at least, or at least, you know, that the New England, because all I've done so far, I've I've done I've done some upstate New York stuff, but other than that, it's a, I've been only in New England so far. So. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. You know, branch out soon enough. But uh, yep. you're, you're killing it all around town. You really are, man. You're doing a great job. And uh, you and I, are, I didn't even realize this till we did the pre-show thing. You and I are going to have a show Friday night together down in Connecticut. Yes. Yes, we are. I had no idea. I totally. And I mean, I've, I got the email and didn't even look at it. That's so fucking bad. It's it the uh, East Haven Police uh, Union for yeah. Headliners Comedy Club. We'll, Me and uh, you. We'll, I'll yep. be opening it up. You'll be headlining. I'll be close. <laughs> no, actually. Yeah, you are opening. And there's yep. a, I, I think Jody Sloan and Jay Grove are going to be on those, that show as well. Uh, yeah, carpooling with Jay Grove. So we'll have some fun. Yeah, smoke a big old cigar on the way down, have some shoot the shit. Jay's he loves people. those cigars. He loves cigars. Oh. And I, you know, I, I just, what are we allowed to say on this? We allowed to say anything when it comes down to like swears and stuff or. or? No, no, you can't fucking swear. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> of course I don't can. understand the cigars because of the, uh, it doesn't get me high. You know, if I'm going to smoke something, I want to, you know, I want to think about the universe a little bit. So I, every time I'm with Jay. <laughs> You know, hopefully he won't listen to this episode. But every time I'm with Jay, I always smoke it just because I want him to, you know, be friends with me on Facebook still. You know, so <laughs> that's it. That's other than that, I'm other than that, I have like a little bit of asthma, so I'm smoking. I'm getting dizzy. Oh yeah, I understand. But I mean, you know, smoking. I mean, I've smoked weed. I I know that. We've had guests on the show that participate in the medicine. Actually, last night, uh, last week, Nick G and Sulo called it medicine. <laughs> Fucking good yeah. luck with that. Um, yeah. 
But uh, smoking a cigar, when you smoke a cigar, it's so... It, to me, it relaxes me like that and a little bit of like maybe wine or brandy, even well, not so much beer because I, I have a cigar. I want I want something. I want a brandy. I want something really strong, uh, yep. like a nice glass of wine, something full like a beer is just bleh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I kind of, you know, I see the universe when I smoke cigars. Yeah. So, no, I'd, I'd love that. I'd, I'd much rather because cigars are much cheaper, too. Like. <laughs> I wish I wish those things could get me thinking about the universe because I, I have to go meet someone weird in a in an awkward spot and and hang out with them for a while and I, I'm not I don't know I'm kind of keep to myself you know I don't want to and I don't smoke and drive or anything so I'm just sitting there while the other guy's high and ripping me off and I'm just like can I just go home and you know just, I just want to go home you know that's it. Oh, that's so fucking funny. And you actually, you're kind of a shy guy. Yeah, I'm a ner- I'm a very nervous dude. I don't know what it is. I get I get adrenal floods. Doctors call them adrenal floods. I think that's just a different way of saying I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and you had some trouble. No, the reason I know this because I, I I watched uh, some of the Chronicle piece. And you and I have talked. We've been to a bunch of shows together. And you you you're really funny. But you like go forward and then you take two steps back. It's like one forward, two back, and you like you second guess yourself a little. And it's a great. I mean, it works. It's like when you kind of under you undermine yourself in the middle of a joke. I've never seen anything like it at all. <laughs> it's hysterical. It's like, hey, I'm gonna build the world's biggest sky tra- uh, skyscraper. Oh fuck it. Oh, you know, so I'm just gonna knock it down. Fuck it. And it's just- <laughs> It's like not even half, like your full sentence isn't out completely, and then you yeah. just destroy it. But you, I've heard I've heard people say to me the material is good, uh, the personality is better, and yeah. I, that's not a compliment to myself. I'm just saying that it's con- <laughs> it's confusing to myself because I'm not quite you know I, I'm not quite sure what it is. I know some jokes are funny, but people like almost the in between a little bit better. And I, it's you what you even mentioned. I still don't know. I just kind of smile and I'm like, yeah, no, I meant to do that. You know, <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean that that works, man. Ride that. Once you figure out exactly what you want to do, your style, it's just and you have a really good style. Whether it's you know done intentionally or you're, you're still kind of you know futzing with it or whatever. Um, but you're, you're, you're doing a great job. I just, I just want you to have a little bit more confidence in it just so you, you'll personally, when you're done with stage, you don't go, Oh, what the f-? yeah. I mean, being on stage like that is really funny coming off stage. You don't want to live like that, dude. That's fucking crazy. You just, no, my rule. If I didn't have rule in my life, I think, I think I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty happy guy, you know? And I think everyone gets down, depressed, anxiety, OCD, you think about death too much, whatever. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, no. Having Rula in my life, she keeps me pretty level. I won't lie. She's she's uh Aww. she she's probably a big reason why you're saying the nice things about me, uh, <laughs> and because she's she really yeah she she keeps me uh she keeps me going. <laughs> and how long you been with Rula? Uh, we'll be on three years in oh man September. So wow. I started comedy in June of 2012. I met Rula. In September 2012, and we really got things going around November, and and she totally made me just say, "All right, you know what? Let's just, you know, things get you get down a lot." But she's always been really cool. So, so you met her before you started doing stand up? 
No, after. Oh, after. after. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Well, yeah, you're right. That's probably the that's probably the driving force at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I got you know I've I've you know I got a wife and she's. You know what I'm always nervous about, Mark? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm always nervous that anytime someone says something good about me, I'm waiting for the next day to be like, "Oh, the ship has sunk." <laughs> Dude, you're that's, not. That's how my mind thinks. You it's don't like, sound. Things can't, be, things can't be good for too long. There's no way. You don't sound German. You sound Jewish. I don't understand. You got <laughs> you got exactly the opposite thing going on. You're yeah. like, oh, that's funny. That's yeah. actually really. <laughs> no, it's, I got a Jewish listener. He's one of my best friends. He's like the same thing. Hey, I love this. I uh, maybe I shouldn't. You know, it's. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nervous. It's a nervous. But you know something. You it's, said, you, it's not that much different than Italian, though. You, you, you said, uh, Paul, you're afraid of good luck. <laughs> I know. Just have a good time. But, you know, Italians, I, I was like that the whole, the whole time growing up, too. I thought, you know, yeah. for a long time, I was like, hey, I'm great. And then I went, oh, I don't think so. And there was a lot of insecurities. So it has to be one of the stronger personalities. Like uh, Italians are very strong personalities. Jewish, very strong personalities. German, very strong personalities. Like it's one of these things that it kind of... You know, I don't think it's upbringing. I think it's, well, it's probably upbringing a little bit, but I think it's a lot about biology too because yes. we're raised in certain families and certain environments where, you know, everything's great. And then, like, my mother would, you know, it's the same thing. My mother would say, hey, it's great. And then go, don't touch that. You know, don't. So you learn to be good and bad in the same moment. So I completely understand. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking. Uh, Take the good luck, you fucker. <laughs> oh. Hey, you know something? Speaking of good luck, let's do this. Uh, let's take our second break. And we come back, we'll do a little more chatting. And we're also going to play a game, Paul. You ready? Okay. Are you I'm, gonna, I'm ready. You ready to play a game? Yeah, I got my helmet on, man. You, I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, that explains so much. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. <laughs> At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, it's at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends. Yeah, I'll give you a pound of turkey and a half pound of cheddar. Hey, look, I just love listening to Mark Scalia's radio show, and I love being on it, especially when I'm at the deli counter. So listen in and have a great time. Thank you for the cracked pepper turkey. That's good. Thank you. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scully. And still on the Skype line, Mr. Paul Landweir. Hello! There he still is. He's back. Now he's waking up. He just told me about his dogs. You have two dogs with you now? Right now I have an, um, an English Mastiff that's 170 pounds, and I have my Pitbull who's 70 pounds. They're both laying on the bed with me, hanging out, listening to Radio Irregardless. They're huge fans, Mark. <laughs> They're huge fans, so... 
Yeah, they d- are. You know what's weird? Dogs will listen to the radio just because they think somebody's home. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's through the internet, so it doesn't really matter. Why are my volumes? Yeah. I, it's weirdest thing. Like, I play with the volume so much that I never get decent sound anymore. I don't know what the hell's happening. But you know something? Let's stop uh, fucking around and figuring out who's... Uh, Who's uh, who's defecating and defecating and def- decimating and all this other stuff? Let's play a little game I like to call "Shut Up." Yes, "Shut Up." It's my one of my favorite phrases. "Shut Up." That's an old song right there. That was my. That was in high school. That song. Is it really? Do you, yeah. And who sings it? I don't know. <laughs> is, is it? Is it Destiny's Child or something? No, that's Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yes. Fergie. There we go. Delicious. <laughs> oh, no. Stop it. <laughs> Anytime you say Fergie, the Black Eyed Peas just show up. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> they have got nothing going on except what's this, What's the, the, the kid who was in? Uh, he was in Wolverine movie. Um, What's his name? Listeners, help me out. I don't know what his name is. Anyway. Who cares? It's fucking funny. So here's a game called Shut Up, where I play a clip of somebody saying shut up in a movie. And all you're going to do is guess the movie, which is uh, which is fairly easy. The first one is two seconds. The next one is five. The last one is three. Now, I will play it a couple times if you need to. But here's the caveat. There are four listeners. Oh, Will I Am. That's who it is. Will I Am, which is fucking William, usually. Um <laughs> His parents took all that time to name him, and he fucks his name up. Um, but these uh, these clips, you and I are speaking instantaneously, uh, or almost instantaneously via Skype. So if you know the answer, you can just blur it out. But our listeners are listening to a delay, perhaps, uh, based on the servers and based on their own uh, internet suppliers. And they could be in a delay anywhere between three to five seconds. Now, they have been very quick tonight. I will tell you that. Um, so it's in your best interest to try to get the answer as quick as possible. Do you understand the rules as of, as I've explained them, Paul? I Yes, I understand them, definitely. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Let's play. Now, you're playing, bless you. You're playing directly against them, so let's see if you can get these right. Here's the first one. I can't act with this. Oh, shut up. Oh, that was a little low. I'll play it again. I can't act with this. Oh, shut up. I can't act with this. With this. Oh, shut up. I can't act with this. Oh, shut up. Anything. You know the th- the guy the guy sounds familiar like I, I don't know I the, the guy sounds super familiar yeah any guesses uh, who it might be what's that any guesses who it might be can you play it again or no yeah I can't act with this oh shut up I can't act with this oh shut up oh my sister got it right it is Tootsie Phyllis she got it right so no. sorry to interrupt. Billy oh, Madison. Gee. Yeah, well, that's the correct answer. That's Adam Sandler and Billy Madison. <laughs> right. right there. Oh, my, he no, was but, talking to the penguin. But, right. So <laughs> I should get something for that, I think. You did. You got a you got an incorrect <laughs> answer. Oh you Oh, you know something? Okay, you got an incorrect answer. Here you go. Shut up! There we go. <laughs> you got an incorrect. This one is really tricky, and I don't know if anyone's gonna get it. It's super, super duper. I'll give you some hints. Here we go. Marry the hairdresser, marry the hairdresser. Hey, lady, shut up. Marry the whore, marry the hairdresser, marry the hairdresser. Hey, lady, shut up. 
Jaws. <laughs> no, not even close. I'll give you the. I'll give you a hint. The guy who yells "Shut up!" is actually um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, now just go through his movies. Oh. Hey, lady! Shut up! No, it's not frozen. <laughs> What's eating Gilbert Grape? No. Oh, my sister got another one! Holy shit! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Please, continue. It Shut was up. the Basketball Diaries. Oh my god! Yeah, I I didn't. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape either. Anyways, whatever. And this is the last one. This I'll I'll give you some hints about this. Maybe you can get this one. It is a sequel. Uh it's I give if I give if I give you anything more, it's fucking over. Uh, let's just play it. Zing! Shut the fuck up, Gobot. <laughs> Zing! Shut the fuck up, Gobot. Zing! Shut the fuck up, Gobot. <laughs> Paul again. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Brendan got it. Almost instantaneously. What with was it? Clerks 2. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Please continue. Yes, they got it right. Uh, Clerks 2. Yeah, now my sister Clerks gets it. Two was great. Everybody yeah. gets it. And since you got that one wrong, I'm going to play you this. Because you're wrong. So shut up. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. We're going to take it. Uh, a- Adam Sandler and Billy Madison, that was him with the penguins. <laughs> Hey, here's what we're going to do, Paul. I'm going to take our third and final break. I'm going to tabulate all the scores, which shouldn't take longer than the break, hopefully. But the best part about it is the break. We have a little uh, a little two-minute segment from you that people can listen to. Uh, so we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Arizona's. <laughs> Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. I uh, currently work at a grocery store during the day, and i got to admit, you know, it's not my passion. <laughs> uh, luckily, they did start me out at $8.30 because I'm experienced. <laughs> I worked at a grocery store when I was 15 years old. I'm almost 30 now because I feel like sometimes in life you just know. Thank you. The other day I was pushing carts and one of my regular customers came up to me and said, You know what, Paul? If you just went back to school and got your degree, you can make more money and never push a cart again in your life. I said, I'm sorry, I'm actually not allowed to accept tips. I came back in, they wanted me to fill a suggestion sheet on how I could improve the job. I said, I wish when I was pushing carts outside, I could listen to my headphones, you know? And one of my co-workers said, well then, Paul, we're not going to hear when the cars are coming. I said, that's the fucking point. <laughs> Death. <laughs> Some mom with her son 
You know, the sun was just riding the cart like, Woo! Yeah! We're having a blast! Yeah! I said to the mom, You know what? Maybe someday he'll be pushing carts just like me. <laughs> and the mom goes, Get off the cart! Get off the fucking cart! I was working the register the other day, my whole, my whole fucking sense about this. Um, <laughs> working the register the other day, and I had a uh, customer come through my line and uh, from New Hampshire, and he said to me, got to the credit card machine, was a little bit upset. He said to me, English or Spanish, Paul? English or Spanish is America. I was like, oh, lo siento, no hablé inglés. Es palo. I just found out that I've been uh, overcharging customers for their bananas. <laughs> I've been there for a year. <laughs> the register, you're supposed to weigh the bananas on the scale. Apparently, my belly has been. Uh... <laughs> you guys know the ending to that? All right. <laughs> And you're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was just a sampling of Paul Landwehr's set from the comedy studio. Uh, very funny. And again, his website is Paul Landwehr, L-A-N-D-W-E-H-R. And you can also follow him on Twitter. He's at the Paul Landwehr uh, on Twitter. Very funny stuff. It is so funny. It's Thank that- you, Mark. That arbitrary, uh, I found out I was charging people for bananas. It's like, it's come out of nowhere. It's just fucking boom. It just comes out of nowhere. It is so funny. It is so fucking funny, man. It means a lot. Thank you, man. Uh, it's, it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and speaking of real, I tabulated all the scores, and uh, the audience um, actually pulled off the, um, the trifecta, and uh, you got, it was actually three, to nothing uh no yeah it was three to nothing yeah because my let's, let's take a fourth break and recalculate because that doesn't sound right no my let's i'll i'll go through it uh my sister got tootsie my sister okay. got the basketball diaries and both Two. uh paul and uh did paul get it too uh no, no. i just was saying number no, the other Paul. He's by the Paul online, not you, not you. Uh, Brendan, <laughs> Brendan got uh, the um, the aliens. Uh, sorry, alien. He got. This is why the aliens don't come as a screen name, but that's Brendan, uh, and it's uh, clerks too. So by that calculation, you get uh, nothing. It's it's uh, three to zero. This is all for you. Nothing. You lose. worth of self-esteem right there. Nothing like an ego boost, you know? Nothing. But you know something? You were funny during the break, so you didn't have to be funny before that, so it worked out. <laughs> Oh, and now uh, we just got a last minute, uh, last minute jumper. A, uh, a very uh, loyal listener, Kim Santo, just joined, uh, joined in, and uh, she's not in time for the games, but she is in time uh, for the question I ask all my guests. 
Uh, and if you would be so kind to tell me and my listening audience about the first time on stage, your best time on stage, and your worst time on stage. And please do it in that order, because the worst show is always the funniest, and we save the best for last. So please, tell us about your first time on stage, Paul. First time on stage, I, um, I w- it was a graduation show uh, hosted by Doug Blay, uh, fellow comedian, very funny guy. Yep. And, um, you know, it was just a graduation show. I remember I did five minutes. I, I made sure I went first. Uh, Doug did about 15 minutes up front. And then I did uh, five minutes, and I was wearing my Macy's uh, uniform, which is a tie, tucked in black black on black shorts and pants and, and a name badge. And I just put my head to the ground, like meaning I didn't look up at the crowd, and I just did five minutes of, of a run-on sentence. Did you- you were dressed you in your mes- your Macy's thing. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I, one of my one of my stick my stick was that I just got out of work. <laughs> That's <fucking laughs> every time funny. that I just got out of work. Oh my god, that is funny. Oh. God. Uh, and I'll tell you, I don't know if the best story is going to top that because I love that story. What about your yeah. best time? Your best time on stage. Uh, the best time on stage. Uh, Sentimental one. I'm a very emotional guy, Mark. I got to get into it. Can I do it? Go ahead. Do you want some was, sentimental um, music? <laughs> if you, yeah, if you if you have it, if you could do that. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's see. How about this uh, emotional? Here we go. Here we go. I love dogs. I love dogs to death. And I was walking my dog one day, and I was like, I do comedy. I love dogs. How can I combine the two? Let's do a benefit show for the Manchester Animal Shelter and let's donate all the money to the shelter. And I hosted a show at Millie's Tavern in Manchester, New Hampshire, and I had a lineup of awesome comics and I performed with my friends and family there. And with the help of my beautiful girlfriend, Rula, we raised $2,008 for the Manchester Animal Shelter in New Hampshire. Love you, Rula. Love you all. The pitbulls, the other dogs. That was my last time. On stage. <laughs> that was great, but I think you're fading out. Oh man! <laughs> no, it was good. But well, we no. raised a lot. We raised a lot of money for uh, a shelter, and it was cool because I felt like for once I had I, I contributed back a little bit towards oh. uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, you gave back. Yeah. And finally, you told us about your first time on stage with your Macy's uniform. <laughs> You <laughs> told us about your best story, that heartfelt story about the dog, the fundraisers. Uh, by the way, I can help you if you do another one, because uh, I love dogs. Obviously, I I, I make fun of my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend, my wife's cat all the time. Um, yeah. I make fun of my girlfriend's cat too, but my wife doesn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> so please tell us about your worst time on stage. I will not mention uh, any promotion. I won't mention uh, the place. Oh, sure you I will can. say it was. Oh, sure. It was in Manchester, okay. and I was I was hosting a show. It was its first kickoff night, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be a big deal. And the bar wasn't helping us out. As you know, as comedians, you want to have the TVs off, you want the pool table shut down, okay, and you want the audience to kind of know that they're there for comedy. <laughs> I hosted the show, and I did that wrong. And there was a girl who was just talking to her boyfriend throughout every other comedian set. No comedian said anything about it. And I eventually just I was I was polite, but I was very stern about the fact that, hey, 
there's some funny stuff going on. You should hear this. And then all of a sudden she approached the stage Uh-oh. and um, she just she just kind of followed me around and she didn't hit me. I, I thought I was going to get hit. I still <laughs> in three years. I haven't been hit. Uh, the boyfriend was on my side. He I... was cool. Everyone else was on my side. But the problem was she wouldn't leave. She just kept on staring at me and, and moving where I'm moving, like playing that weird shadow she game. She was shadowing you? you know? Yeah, she was just shadowing me. She was following my every move. And and I so all I did, I was just very complimentary. I was just like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, warning, this could be, you know, on TMZ. You could get you could get smacked here, you know? <laughs> so let's let's just uh let's just compliment her. You know, you're very pretty, you're a little bit loud, you know. I say all the nice things to someone who's who feels like they can approach the stage. I didn't get hit that night, but I, I didn't feel I wasn't too happy with the the whole entire show, and it it, it, it and I was kind of hosting it. So I, I like as I host, I like to make sure everyone has a good time that night. I think everyone had a good time, but her, and it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Well, I, you know, you're the funniest line in that story. You go, "It's been three years and I haven't been hit yet," and I'm like, like. <laughs> Yeah. That you're not in an abusive relationship, Paul. I mean, this is comedy. You're not supposed to get hit. Well, I I'm the guy who I I never have people hate me because I insult myself, you know. Mm-hmm. But that but that one night I I did tell her I'm like you know a lot of comedians are saying some funny things and you're missing it because you're just talking the whole time. And then literally she made a beeline towards me, <laughs> and that's when I was like, all right, I can't really. There was no words that I could get her to get off stage, so oh, re- it, it was a weird. It was a weird time. Wait, wait, wait! She went on stage with you? Yeah, she. Oh, she, yeah, no, she was. She was about five inches from my face. If my girlfriend had walked in, she thought I was cheating on her. Oh my that's, god, that's what it looked like. It was just one of those shows where we we did our best. We put in so much effort in it, and it just. Uh, it wasn't the promotion. wasn't anything like that. It was just the people there that night were not ready for comedy. And that was frustrating because it was it was kind of like a big letdown for me because I was really excited about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you didn't get hit. <laughs> I, you know, in three years, haven't been hit yet. That's that should be a credit. <laughs> you should put that on your website. Hi, I'm Paul Landwehr. I've been doing stand-up three years. Haven't been hit yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and speaking of doing stand-up, uh, and before we let you go, Paul, tell me and my listening audience, where are you going to be? What do you got coming up? Any, any more good knife fights coming up soon? Or what do you got coming I, up? Uh, no, no knife fights. These next shows are pretty good. You ready for them? I'm ready for them. Was that a piece of paper? Just, Hold on. Was I, that was that a piece I of paper? Just, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you, Mark, do, I come prepared. It's <laughs> you're you're on a computer. I, I'm going to continue. Uh, <laughs> I am with please, headliner please Mark Scalia, Jay Grove, and Jody Sloan at the East oh Haven Police Union in Connecticut on the 17th this Friday. He's reading and a script. on the 18th, I'm at Headliners in Manchester, which is the best comedy club in New Hampshire. Oh, that, not, you're and definitely reading copy now. That's fucking copy. He's, reading, he's doing a commercial. And then... <laughs> On Monday, I am in Boston. I am at Cityside in Boston. Uh, I am I, I am uh, featuring, and Dan Bolger is headlining. <laughs> and then Thursday, I am at the Riot Theater in Boston uh, with uh, Dave Thomas. The guy from Wendy's? I didn't know they had the same name, but Matt, now that you mentioned that, I got to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to have to order a spicy chicken uh, combo. Well, you know, it's <laughs> fucked up. Dave Thomas has been di- dead for years. So if he's still doing stand-up, did they zombie me? Maybe he's a fucking Wendy zombie. That's so weird. I, I never put those two together. You got that quick. But- <laughs> David Thomas. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's, it's David Thomas, but I guess Dave oh. Thomas. Is that really? That's the Wendy's guy, right? It is. Yeah. See, I've been doing this 25 years and haven't been hit. <laughs> that, that's not you're true. Ki- I've been swung no, you're at. A killer, man. The first time I saw you up on stage, it was, it was, I don't remember how long you did. I don't, I don't remember. It was just, it was, you didn't let them, you didn't leave them hanging for a second, man. You no. were awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Well, that was that was Veronica's laughs, right? Ver- or Veronica yeah, laughs. Yeah, you absolutely, you absolutely killed it that night. Oh, because you know what it was, and I, I'll always give credit. I, I think I'm a funny guy, and I think I can work an audience, and that's great. But the show that was on before me, the way you guys set it all up, you were hosting. Uh, I think yep. Den- Dennis Worth was on, and somebody else did a guest spot, right? Yep. Uh, the the show oh, was uh, just. Who was the guest spot? It was me, you, Dennis Worth. I think it was may have just been us three. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was I did a uh, I did a fundraiser or I did an auction, a silent au- or I did a live auction for a, 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 a best buddies. Um, they do. Um, uh, I can't even children with special needs, and they pair them up with, with I guess quote-unquote normal children i guess is the, the correct way to put it um but yeah when i went up you the way the you guys set the show up really nice so it was it was it makes my job much easier and i, I love i love when a show is good in front of me a lot of guys are like oh my god this is the worst thing i love when somebody's so fucking funny in front of me that it makes my game better and i've always wanted to do that i don't like like if the show sucks i just want to get on and make it better but when yeah. the show is when the show is so good, I start to go, okay, yeah, let me let me earn this because the show's been fantastic, and now I got to bring it to the next level. So I always love it when it's uh, when it's a good show in front of me, and that's the way I always try to be. And not just that; it makes anybody on the on the on you know the opener, or the middle, or the host not so much the host, but the open in the middle. They should work as hard as they possibly can to make the people above them work harder, so that everybody just climbs the food chain faster. Yeah. That's the yes. way it should work. And you, man, you're making a lot of people work. You're going to start middling very fucking soon. Very soon, you're going to hurt some people. Going to hurt some people. And I'm glad I had you at that uh, benefit back in February. It was uh, You did a fantastic job there, man. They loved you. That was that show was so fun, man. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. It was. So I'm, was glad, I'm, I'm glad you were prepared <laughs> with, your, with your paper. I'm telling you, he's reading fucking copy. He's... He was just reading fucking copy. It was like he was in a like he's in a booth waiting for somebody to go. Okay, all right, let's we we can do it one more time. All right, one well, more time. Make sure I had you know I had I have some other questions that are answered on my piece of paper that you didn't ask, but no, that could what, be for the next time. What are the what are the questions? We got a little. We got some time. We get it all depends on the questions. Let, you know something. Let's do rapid fire. Rapid fire question. Ask me the question. Yeah, just how about yeah? Hit me. Hit me randomly. I don't know. I don't have the paper, so I can't ask you the fucking questions. <laughs> hit, hit me randomly. Hit you randomly. With, it just it, do, with, yeah. Hit with, me. Hit me. Hit me randomly. With what? I like how I keep on repeating it. Like like it's supposed to make something happen. It, what does it even mean? Hit me randomly. It sounds kind of abusive. <laughs> you want to be hit after three years? I was hoping that maybe. You know, because we've been vibing so well, you kind of knew what they would be. Oh, here's the thing. Let's let's do a rapid fire Jeopardy. Tell me the answers, okay. and I'll then I'll figure out the question. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> blue. Um, what is your favorite color? 
Well, that's my favorite top when I'm performing. <laughs> oh, no. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's play. Okay. <laughs> no, let's not. Um, Bill Burr. <laughs> um, who's your, who inspired you the most to do stand-up? Bill Burr. No, when I get it right, that's fine. There we go. If I oh, get it, just we just end. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> this is the dumbest section I've ever done in this show. I apologize to anyone listening. No, but the funny thing is, I'm probably going to do it again. That's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me another one. Actually, can I ask you some questions? <laughs> sure. Let's try that. <laughs> how long did it take until you created 45 minutes? How, <laughs> oh how long God. did it take you? A good 45 minutes? A 45 that you love. Let's say, no, let's say you're, fir- you can actually go way back. Because I, I love asking headliners questions because uh, and it, ten I'm, years. the test isn't, I'm I'd not say, asking like, oh, did you get it fast? I don't care about the I say like eight, this. eight, ten years. Okay, cool. All right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Because as an up, as a quote unquote up and comer, you know, you have your 25 minutes that you, that you or 20 minutes, you know, and, and all you want to do at this point is just keep on creating. You know what I mean? Well, and when you create more, you, you kind of want to throw the old stuff, the old stuff out. And it's right, like, well, but I wouldn't. Gonna... Uh, I would. I would caution you because some people think, "Oh, I can do forty-five. I can close." It's not about how much time you can do. It's about how how well you can do the time. So that's you... uh, that's what honest to God. See those that stuff gets me like excited. Just that what you said there. I like the fact because as young comics, everyone's everyone says they can do this. They say they can do that, and it's like. But it has to be tight as hell, right? It has to be the tightest, and it can't just be, oh, I got a snicker every 15 seconds. It, or it, all gotta... de- it all depends. I mean, it's not just about doing the time. It's about rewarding the audience. It's about getting that, you know, the juice out of them. Let's see. That's exactly, that's why I ask these questions. Like, I, I that's that's an awesome thing to hear, right? You're saying the minutes don't make the quality. Anybody can just because you just because you can do forty minutes at the end. You know, I see all these guys on Facebook and stuff like that, and they go, "Oh, there's the headliner," and I'm like, "No, no, no, you're closing a show." There's a there's a huge difference. There's a huge yeah. fucking difference. So I, I I like listening to you guys. I think a lot of young comics, I think they would do better if they listened a little bit more than think that they can say anything. You know, fifteen twenty years ago. I'd go up on a Monday night at Nick's and I'd see guys like Billy Martin, who is now, you know, executive producing and head writer was head writer for a long time for Bill Maher. And, you know, you know, guys like Kevin Knox and Tony V and Lenny Clark and Steve Sweeney, they'd be just on the show hanging out. Mike Donovan, you know, Mike McDonald. And and these Vinny Favorito and these guys were just hanging out. There was a group of open micers, but we all were exposed to those headliners all the time. And, we learned, you know, from some of the best and said, I want to be like that. Or how do I get there? And, you know, and everybody now is like, oh, I'm producing my own show. But anyway, but you don't need my advice. You're fucking killing it, man. What are you worried about? I don't know. I, I think if, if any success I've had, you know, I don't like, I don't like to ever say too much. You know, I, <laughs> if, if you're seeing success, if you're seeing that from me, it's because I've, I think you, you reach out to people like you, like Mike Atrobus. I learn a lot from Rob Steen. Uh, I've, I've, I've sat in the car with Dick Doherty, you know, and yeah. I've, I've talked to Rick Jenkins on a, on a personal level. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to Dave Russo, you know, and, and I, I like to learn from people who have been through stuff. And, and I think that's the best thing you can do. You know, I, I think learning from everyone is great. And then, and then finding out your own way, you know, but I think it's from learning from, from headliners that, that have been around. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate that, man. Slap him like a bitch! <laughs> there you go. But, Paul, it's been great having you on the show, man. I got your promo from you. We're going to play that in the next coming weeks. Uh, but it's been fantastic having you on the show. And uh, I'll see you Friday, man. We're going to have some good times. Absolutely. Yeah, thank hey, Mark. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right. No worries, man. I, hey, ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause. Mr. Paul Landwehr, everybody. Woo! Paul, have a great night. We'll talk to you later, man. Thank you, Mark. Have a great night. All right. Bye-bye. That was Paul Landwehr, everybody. Very funny guy. And uh, just wanted to go. We went a little long, but I don't care, man. Good show. Good show. I had a fun time, man. Um, and speaking of good shows, tomorrow night I'll be returning to uh, Derry, New Hampshire, to the Halligan Tavern, um, which I'm really looking forward to. I haven't been there in uh, only like two years, something like that. And it's going to be great to be there. Friday night, I will be at the East Haven High School, previously mentioned with our recent guest, Mr. Paul Landwehr, uh, down East Cav- at East Haven, Connecticut. More road work to be done. And then Saturday, for all you local cats, I will be at the Onion Town Grill right down the street from my hometown, right in Danvers. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to come see me, I'll be local. Again, if you want to be a sponsor or a guest at Radio Irregardless, email me at radioirregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, our guest will be TBA. Have a great week, everybody. Going to miss you. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Air Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2015. Thank you for listening.